and welcome back to the fifth ever recorded episode of the Good, the Bad, the Reality podcast. My name is Dakota Pooley, and as per usual, I'm going to be your host for today's episode. And I just want to thank you so much for coming back again to hang out with me. Um, I want to start this episode off by kind of talking about my space. My area has changed so much recently as my fiance and I prepare for our son to be born. Um, Things are moving, things are being changed around, and the area that I record in looks vastly different than it did at the beginning of the semester when we started this podcast. Um, Right now, I'm sitting in a room that has horses on the wall, a blow-up mattress behind me, a desk with two really nice monitors on it, and a cricket cutting machine. This is so different. It's not as comfortable as it once was, but you know what? It'll work. This is something that I also want to mention to you. Unfortunately, we are coming up on the end of the semester, and unfortunately, not so unfortunate, I am so thankful This semester has really been a doozy for me, and especially with being pregnant, I have not gotten the chance to just sit back and relax and enjoy what being pregnant is and enjoy what pregnancy brings. So the fact that I'm going to be getting a break for about a month, it's a relief because it's something that I need oh so badly. I'm working full time. I'm actually taking 21 credit hours, and I know. I'm going to let your jaw stay dropped open for a minute because every person I tell that, they're like, oh my gosh, why would you do that to yourself? And quite frankly, I don't know. Actually, I do know. And it's a really good reason, but I don't know why I kind of pushed myself to this point. I guess it was because I made my schedule before I found out I was pregnant, but oh my gosh. The reason that I jam-packed my schedule so full this semester was so that way I would be able to actually graduate on time. I'm currently a double major, and in order to be a double major, you have to put in a little bit more work, and for me to be able to graduate on time, I was going to have to take 21 credit hours this semester and 15 credit hours next semester. I thought it was going to be 21, but I counted my credits wrong, bada-bing, bada-boom, you know, 15 sounds so much better than 21. So... That's why I'm in 21 credits this semester, and that's why I need a break. It has been a lot, and I am thankful for the holiday season. This year especially, I'm so thankful. Um, I do want to say, though, that even though this podcast and this class is kind of coming to an end, I do hope to continue to record this when my child is born uh, because I will have downtime. I I will have a good amount of downtime to something that I'm not really used to but a very much needed break when he's here. Um, but unfortunately this is going to be the last episode for this class and I want to take it off with a bang. I want to talk about um, the topic of this episode, which is actually pregnancy. Um, I kind of want to give you guys a deeper understanding and a better idea of what pregnancy has been like for me, especially since I'm nearing the end now. You might be wondering to yourself, how far along are you? And I am here to tell you. I'm officially in the third trimester. It's so exciting, so nerve-wracking, and there's so much to talk about, so much to tell. So I kind of want to dive into that. Specifically today, I'm actually 31 weeks pregnant. I actually turned 31 weeks pregnant today. 
based off of our first ultrasound. Baby is growing good. He is kicking up a storm in there, you know, flipping around, doing all the things. If you don't know, you get punched a lot when you're pregnant. And sometimes it's not comfortable. And that's not something that anybody has ever talked about to me. Whenever you think about being pregnant, you kind of assume that it's this wonderful, glorifying experience and it's going to take you to another universe because of how euphoric it is. And I'm going to tell you, it is literally the coolest thing I've ever done in my entire life. There have been a lot of changes that have happened, um, a lot of changes that have happened, a lot of things that have happened since we found out I was pregnant. We found out in June of 2022, we were crazy excited, my fiance and I, and there were so many thoughts running through our heads. Like we've been together for over six years and it was still one of those things like, oh my gosh, are we gonna get in trouble? We're 22 years old, we are not gonna get in trouble. Actually, the entire family is so excited, so beyond excited that we are having a little child. But um, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. We have come to this point in our lives and now he's almost here and my body is changing. It's still changing. Things are growing. My stomach, oh my gosh, I never thought my stomach could ever get so big and it is just massive right now. Well, let me tell you. Oh boy. I actually started showing when I was 15 weeks pregnant, which is not normal. I, I, I popped when I was 15 weeks pregnant. I'm 31 weeks pregnant now, okay? If I was showing at 15 weeks pregnant, imagine what I look like now. It's like a bowling ball is strapped to the front of my body, okay? A bowling ball. And my son, he's a big boy. The last ultrasound appointment that we had, um, he measured in the 80th percentile. And this is something that I really want to talk about within this episode is how doctor's appointments go when you're pregnant. So for me, it has been nerve-wracking because I hate going to the doctor, but my fiance and I, we I'm so fortunate to have my fiance because without him, I don't think I would be able to make it through pregnancy. And that is such a true statement because without him, without his support, without his pushing, without his his patience and his ability to just handle me in every situation, I don't think I would be able to handle being pregnant on my own. So to all you single moms out there who do it by yourself, I am giving all the props in the world to you because this is hard. And it's crazy kind of figuring out that it's hard because it's sincerely so hard and without him, I would be a lost little puppy running around on my own, you know. But he helped me do research and we came to an agreement that we were going to go see a specific OBGYN. I'd never been to an OBGYN before and if you've never been to an OBGYN before, here's what you have to expect at your first appointment. So you make an appointment, you call, you say, I think I'm pregnant. They say, okay, cool, congratulations. And that the first time anybody ever told me congratulations, I had this giant giddy feeling in my entire body. It like came over me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually pregnant. And somebody in this world knows that's not me and that's not my fiance. Somebody else in the world knows that I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh, terrifying. It was terrifying. Because for some reason, whenever we found out I was pregnant, there was like this thought that I, I was just going to get in trouble. 
I was just gonna get yelled at, you know. I, like, scolded, like, a five-year-old for being pregnant. But no, that was not the case. And I will get into that more later in the podcast. But I want to I wanna keep talking about my first doctorate appointment. And I want to kind of give you a glimpse of what the rest of the appointments looked like, have looked like so far for me. So, like I said, we decided on an OBGYN. We called. We told them we were pregnant and that we needed to come in and confirm the, viabil- the viability of the pregnancy. So, we did just that. We went in. Um, they weighed me. We did an ultrasound to kind of confirm. And the first ultrasound, it's crazy. I walked into this room with my fiance. We looked at each other. We were both astronomically stressed out. And we had so much anxiety about this appointment in particular because this one was going to be the one that was going to tell us if our child was okay and if he was real. And so we went in. This lady had the ultrasound machine with the the screen, you know, just like in the movies. But she had me lay down on the table. She put the gel on my stomach. And I'm going to pre-warn you, that gel is hot. It's hot. Do not let anybody tell you it's cold. It's not. That was the hottest thing that I think has ever touched my stomach. And she didn't even warn me. She just put it on my stomach and went about the ultrasound she was asking me questions I was telling her some of my concerns because some things had happened um up to this point and that's kind of why we were a little nervous about going in for this appointment and she sat there she listened to our concerns and then she did the ultrasound and it was really nerve-wracking because the first ultrasound she did she turned the screen away from us and she was digging around in my stomach and I was very stressed I was stressed about the fact that we couldn't see what was happening My fiance couldn't see what was happening. I couldn't see what was happening. And this lady was just digging around on my stomach, okay, and not saying a word. She wasn't smiling. She wasn't frowning. She wasn't crying. She was just staring, blank stare at the screen. And that concerned me more than showing any emotion. And so when she finally turned the screen around and we were able to see the baby on the screen. It was the wildest experience I've ever had in my entire life. I don't even know how to explain what I felt, but I sat there and cried. And that's enough to say it is a feeling that you'll never be able to explain, but it's the coolest thing you'll ever have in your life. And we sat there and we watched him and he was jumping around on the screen and he was kicking and punching and sucking his thumb and he was moving all around. And the craziest part to me was I could not feel a single thing because whenever we went in, I was 12 weeks pregnant on the day. I was 12 weeks pregnant and that kicked off a long, long variety of appointments for us. After we met with the ultrasound tech, we actually went in and we had conversations with our OBGYN and this was when I got a pap smear. And this was the first time in my life I'd ever gotten a pap smear and I was so, so noticeably nervous. Um, It's not that bad. You go in, you know, they've seen so many like women parts in their lives. They're freaking OBGYNs. They don't think anything about it, you know. But I went in, we had conversations. She talked to me about being pregnant. She talked to me about getting on prenatal vitamins and and what to eat and how to stay active and all the good things. We did the pap smear. I was in, I was out. And we had scheduled all of our appointments for the rest of our pregnancy at the front desk before we left that first day. And I'm so thankful we did that. Um I know we're not to the end of the episode where I normally give my big tip, but this is definitely something that I recommend you to do whenever you get pregnant, is to go ahead and schedule every prenatal 
appointment that you're going to have throughout the rest of your pregnancy after that initial appointment because it makes it so much easier requesting off for work taking the time off because you already know when your appointments are going to be and it also makes it so much easier to schedule your ultrasounds if you know when your OB appointments are so you can kind of schedule around that and that for us was a really big deal because we live an hour away from the hospital we live an hour away from the hospital so we really don't want to have to go up there multiple times a week because that is a lot of gas and gas right now is not the cheapest thing it's getting cheaper but it's definitely not the most affordable thing ever so this is something that I totally recommend. Um, go ahead, schedule all your appointments, you know, when the dates are, what the times are, you can tell your boss. It's it's so much easier. Just take it from me. That's the one thing you need to do after your first appointment. So your next appointment comes and your appointments are going to be scheduled like every four weeks. Every month you're going to come in and you're going to see your doctor. They do um, the typical things. They measure your weight they weigh you every time you go in, they ask you what symptoms you're having, they ask how you're feeling, and you go from there. So the second appointment was basically just like that. The third appointment was so much cooler than that because we got to go in for our anatomy scan. And for those of you that don't know, anatomy scans are when they scan the baby. They do an entire scan of the baby. Um, from head to toe, they look at their brain, their eyes, their heart. And that's one of the coolest things ever is uh, to see how the blood is flowing through their heart. And they have ways that you can see this. They go in and they literally analyze the vessels of the heart and watch how it's pumping and see how the blood is flowing through. And that was so cool to me. Um, they measure your baby's arms, your baby's legs, the bones, the stomach. The They look at every part of your baby and analyze it and this appointment for a lot of people is very anxiety driven because this could be the appointment where you find out that something is seriously wrong with your baby um fortunately for us we are very blessed he did not have any visible concerns in the anatomy scan um but one thing that we did before this appointment which oh by golly we went and my fiance had actually been doing research uh, before we went in because he is such a researcher. If he finds something to be interesting, he does all the research he can to learn all about it before it happens. And he had discovered that you can drink orange juice and it makes the baby move. It wakes the baby up. The natural sugar wakes the baby right up. And we wanted to see him move. We didn't know he was a he at the time because we didn't know the gender. But we wanted to watch the baby jump around like we did at the first ultrasound. And my fiance had been watching videos about anatomy scans. And some people say that you can't see the gender sometimes because the baby refuses to move. And we were like, this is not happening. And part of that was because we've been itching to know, been itching to find out what the gender of our baby was going to be. And so this appointment was a really big deal to us. And not only that, we had already scheduled our gender reveal for the next day after our anatomy scan. So not finding out the gender of our child was not an option. We drank orange juice to make sure that we were able to see what the gender was. And um, this is crazy. He actually moved 
too much. We went into the ultrasound. They put that really hot gel in my stomach again. Laid back on the table, which honestly, this is something that I think is so contradictive because they tell you once you get farther along in pregnancy, you're not supposed to sleep on your back. So the fact that they do all your ultrasounds with you laying on your back makes no sense to me because they say it's harmful to the baby. So it's like, why would you go to the one place that's supposed to help the baby and do something that could possibly harm them? It doesn't make sense to me. Anyways, we laid down, she put the gel on my stomach, and this time we had a TV on the wall to look at, which was super cool, super satisfying, but we didn't want to know the gender. We wanted it to be a surprise, and this is something that I want to point out to you. If you don't want to know the gender, don't really look forward to going to your 20-week scan, and here's why. You don't get to look at the screen. You don't get to look at the screen because there's a chance, a possibility that you could see the gender of the baby on accident. And let me tell you, if we would have looked at the screen, we would have seen the gender. He is not hiding anything at all. And so I'm thankful that we didn't look at the screen because it definitely didn't ruin the surprise for us. But we also didn't get the joy of seeing him move, jump, kick, all the same joys that we got from the first ultrasound. Um, In the appointments after that, we he actually moved too much, so we had to schedule another ultrasound. Um, another anatomy scan for a month to the day. And so we just did it the same day as our OB appointment. Our OB appointment came out fine. Everything was per usual. I went in, got weighed. She asked how I was feeling, blah, 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 blah. The, the normal things that had happened, multiple appointments up to that point. So we went in for our second ultrasound, and this one was really neat. This was where we got to watch his heart. We got to see him move. We got to look at his spine. We got to see his legs. And we had realized, this is when we had learned that he was a big boy, because he went from the 73rd percentile to the 80th percentile in one month. That's a big boy. And if you don't know what I mean whenever I say percentiles, um, this means that he is bigger than 79% of babies at that particular time during my pregnancy. I was 25 weeks, I think. So at 25 no I was 24 weeks at 24 weeks pregnant my son was 80 was bigger than 80 or 79 babies that had been measured up to that point but he was smaller than 20 babies so he's pretty big he's a pretty big guy and that was a little concerning because his head is is massive I'm not gonna put that lightly and this was the appointment that we found all that stuff out at so After that, we had one more month of just the generic going in to see the doctor, and then we started our bi-weekly appointments, and this is the point that we're at now. So my son is measuring on the big side, and because of that, we had gotten a call, and we have to go in for another growth scan. This is kind of scary because... It's going to tell us how big he is. And if he is massive, like absolutely massive, this probably means that we're going to have to go through other means to get him out. And that scares me. I have been mentally preparing myself for a vaginal delivery. So I really hope that that's the way we get to go. Um, But yeah, so the purpose of a growth scan is just to check the size of the baby to make sure that the baby's measuring at a good rate at a good level that he's not too big, that he's not too small, you know, that he's not like gaining a massive amount of weight too fast. Uh, so this is this is really important. And um yeah. He 
hopefully won't be too big. I went in for my glucose test, which I was so nervous about because diabetes runs in my family, unfortunately. And for those of you that don't know, a glucose test is you go in, you drink this, literally it's liquid sugar. Go in, you drink the sugar. Everybody says it tastes terrible. It's not that bad, but it is kind of hard to get down. You have to drink it in five minutes and then they time you from the second you finish the drink to the second you have to get your blood drawn. It's an hour wait. And then they do this to kind of see how your pancreas works with insulin. And fortunately enough, I passed my glucose test, which means I don't have to go back for the three-hour test, and which means I currently don't have gestational diabetes. And if you don't know what that means, um, here's a little piece of information for you. Women who have gestational diabetes typically have bigger babies. So my dad, for instance, my grandma had gestational diabetes and my dad came out a 10 pound baby. Yeah, a 10 pound baby. My grandma was five foot. She was a tiny little woman. My dad was a 10 pound baby. So there was a little bit of struggle in his delivery. So if you have gestational diabetes, do not let this scare you. Do not let this scare you at all. Um, My thoughts are with you. I am hopeful that your labor delivery goes well and that everything goes smoothly. So at my last appointment, not only did we talk about our growth scan, which is coming up actually next week, but I got the whooping cough shot. And this is something that your OB is going to recommend you to get. Um, It basically prevents sickness from transferring over to the baby. It's actually called the Tdap shot. And let me tell you, this was the least painful shot I've ever gotten in my life. It was so fast. I was in, I was out. I didn't even feel it. My arm was a little sore, you know, but other than that, it was, it was painless, painless shot. Um, and I got to think a little bit more about my labor because now that school's coming to an end for this semester and I'm getting ready to come on to my break, this means that I am so close to having him. And he could come out in like six weeks and he viable, like okay, he'd be able to sustain life. And I've been asked a time or two if I'm nervous and the answer to that is yes. Yes, I'm nervous. I've never been in labor. I don't know what labor feels like. I don't know what contractions feel like. And another question that I've also been asked is, have you created a birth plan? The answer to that is no. And when I do create a birth plan, you will be the first to know. I will talk about it on my podcast because I feel like a birth plan is important. But do they even use those? I don't even know. And you might not know. So I will definitely share that information with you once I come to that point in my pregnancy. And yeah, there's a lot that's been happening my life has been changing. I have been so busy and God and my son are both telling me and my fiance too. Everyone in my life is telling me that I need to take a break. And so this kind of leads me to my final big tip for this episode. And it is to make sure that you have a partner or a friend, or a family member, someone that you're close with, to go with your, to go with you to your appointments. Because in all honesty, being pregnant is scary. And there's no light way to say that. This is something different. Your body is changing. Everything is changing. And having a supportive partner with you during times like this 
is so beneficial and it's so nice. It helps make the hard parts of pregnancy easier. And I'm telling you, there's some parts of pregnancy that are pretty difficult. Um, and it's really nice to have someone there that understands kind of what you're going through. They might not fully understand, but they understand that your body is changing, your mind is changing, you're, you're tired, your brain is literally going through this chemical, this chemical thing where you forget everything. And not only that, you're going to have breakdowns and you need someone there to give hugs and condolences and to just let you know that everything is going to be okay. So I want to thank you for listening to this final episode of the Big, the Bad, the Reality podcast for this semester specifically. And I want to thank you. Thank you for sitting here, spending time with me, chit-chatting, learning about my journey, learning about my experience. Like I said, I hope to continue this podcast um, in the future, especially like after I have him. I think that this would be a wonderful audio journal for him to listen to sometime or for my other children to listen to or even for my grandchildren to listen to. So I'm super pumped about this. I think that Um, This podcast is a really great outlet for me, and I'm very thankful that this is something that I started. But for this class specifically, this is the last episode, and I just want to thank you again for being here, coming along on my journey, and learning everything about me. So I'll talk to you next week. Thanks!